Okay, Torah Vav. It's Aleph. So we actually last last the last time of Hey, we said was recorded by Rosh Hashanah of eighteen o two. We said which was actually the first time that Reb Nussin, who ended up being the the uh, Talmud Muvhak of Rabbi Nachman, and recorded most of the Torahs. Uh, some of them are Lashon Rabbeinu, but that was the first one that he heard, and over in that one he was dealing with uh, with problems having kavanah and tefillah, and also uh, trying to be able to understand and relate to the idea that as he was becoming in the process of becoming closer to Hasidus, understanding certain infighting among people that were otherwise L'shem Shemaim and Tzadikim, and trying to understand how to relate to that. This Torah was actually given very soon after that by Shabbat Shuvah, Parshas Vayelach, um, so it's it's uh, also at the very beginning of Reb Nussin's career, and it discusses, uh, as we're discussing, uh, the, the anava, being able to stay silent when a person is the subject of embarrassment, and also being able to grow and understand how to strengthen oneself, both in Yimei Ava, Yimei Sina, in terms of one person's having aliyah, and a person's having a rida, and being able to understand how to relate to growth in all phases. So this one, again, is Lashem Rabbeinu Zohar Mdavrach, I think it's the third one we had, which uh, we've spoken about before. Says the Pasuk in Parshas Vayelech, which was, again, it was Shabbat Shuvah at the time, Vayayma Hashem el Moshe, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Moshe that he's coming close to dying. Kras Yoshua, and Moshe should call Yoshua, Vechulu, and he should present, they should present themselves by the Oel Moed, but then it says, Vatsavenu HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to ultimately appoint and command Yoshua going forward, and the question is, so what was Moshe Rabbeinu, what was the, the, the point of Moshe Rabbeinu being there if he was, if Hashem was going to be speaking directly to Yoshua, what was the avoda of being there and almost being left at, left on the outside? The, so, so he says, uh, yeah, key. The, so the first thing we're going to discuss is that there's different types of covered. There's covered malachim and there's kvayd elokim. Ki tzarech kol adam lemayit bechvayd atzmo. Every person has to be memayit in a covered that's coming to him. And we actually saw earlier uh, at the end in the words at some point within Tyra four that Moshe Rabbeinu at the very end of his life uh, says that. Uh, that even Moshe Rabbeinu didn't know where he was buried. He had finally reached a stage of ultimate hisbatlus before he was going to go forward and he, he was going to he, he was going to be nifter. That was the point that Moshe Rabbeinu reached the ultimate hisbatlus and and uh, mul base pa'ar. But it said a person at this so that we're addressing in the context of Moshe. Every person has to be made in his own covid. But Davra Melech, when they were bringing the Urim to Yushalayim, it's the Davra Melech danced in some sort of uh, outlandish way. And there's a there's a story in Navi that Michal had tainas on him. He said it's not it's not the uh, for a king to be you know dancing. I guess his sleeves rolled up or something. He said when I'm when, when I'm going for kvayd Hashem, then nothing else matters. And to give covid to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and the the, uh, the in, in principle, a per, if a person realizes, we've spoken about this before, also in the context of Malchus, and this Torah, I don't know more than the others, but it's going to be like unbelievable how he's going to take concepts that are otherwise super abstract and out there and bring it bring it home to a point of avoda. But the the, the idea is, if you, if you take a person. Who, or let's say a person is blowing blowing a wind instrument or whatever it is, and the but but the thing is totally bottled to the person who's blowing the instrument, and somebody wants to say, you know, it was an un- unbelievable playing, not just the sound of music, but the way that something happened. So the covet and a person looks at at the medium. The covet is really going to the person who's acting, or let's say a person, you know, a, a, a football team wins a game, so you go over to somebody, whether they were involved in the play or maybe they were sitting on the bench, and you say, you guys played incredible. Adkama that a person says that it was me, so then it's taking away from the from the source, from where it was coming from. When, when a person has covered, so the idea is that a person is supposed to be maila the covered takarish baruchu. Adkama that a person has a role and he has a function within an organization, so he's part of it. The more that he takes the covered to himself, so then maila the more that the covered is coming away from hakadosh baruchu. Then the more that he says, I'm just I'm, I'm just doing my job. I execute my role to the extent that I can. Ultimately, the covet is not coming to me. The more that he's telling to Takarish Baruch Hu and he has his battles. The more that a person 
is Rodef Achar covet to try to pull that, that recognition. Covet is Lashon of heavy. He makes himself substantial. The more that a person is taking the covet for himself, it's a reciprocal relationship. You, you're either part of an organization, you either have a role, to, to the extent that uh, everybody has a role to play in life. The more that a person, that if you would see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's notebook before you're born, and you would see, you would see these are the kayachas I'm giving you. You have a good voice, you're very tall, you have money, you have this, whatever it is, and this is therefore what's expected of you. So now you come down to this world and you're going to see after life, let's say, everything that you did. And you can see how you measured up against what was expected of you. The more that you said that, oh, I'm such a great guy because I did these things, the less that you understand, yeah, the reason that you did those things is because these were the tools you were given, these are the strengths that you had, this is what was expected of you. The more that you say that it's a hischaivus, then the less gaiva that you have. You're just part of a program. So the more that a person is rodef after covered, the less that they're attributing the source of that covered and where everything was coming from to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Really, they're treating it as covered shel malachim. Which is uh, which is uh, covered this worldly covered, but again we've discussed several times already that in the order of the spheres, so the way that a kaddish baruch Hu relates to the world goes down a bunch of midos. The last one is called malchus, and malchus, which we said is almost like the moon, to the extent that, that a person is makabel o malchus to the extent that there's that the shechina shared, to the extent that there's malchus, what that means is that it's reflective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu is relating to the world and what you see in this world is totally reflective of Hashem, when a person steals and they're dishonest in business and they seem to be doing well, it's like the Shekhinahs and Gullahs. It's like, it's like, it's a lack of Malchus. Malchus is when things are totally reflective. So when a person wants to take the covet of Malachim, it means that it's not reflecting totally back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they're trying to steal that covet for himself. That the greatness of king is the covet for Malachim it should be investigated, it means that it's quantifiable. When the covet is coming from something in this world, so that means that it relates to something that's gashmi, it relates to something that's physical, it's quantifiable. Ultimately, since this world in its own right is going to become battle, so to speak, in Olam Haba, right? The, if, if on Shabbos, for instance, if let's say I take something out into Rosh Hashanah, so if I take a cup out, I'm chayev. If let's say I take food out and the food is pachas mi kashir, so then I'm going to be potter. What if I take that food that's pachas mi kashir and I put it into a cup? I'll be potter even on the cup because when something is battle to something else, it's considered that it doesn't have anything of its own. If you treat the malchus be'etzim as laced the gamei klum, the malchus doesn't have anything on its own. But when a person relates to the malchus as something, so then he's taking it and instead of being bottled to a kaddish baruch Hu, to the infinite, it now all of a sudden is quantifiable. It can be investigated and it can be measured. Chaykrim achrav, and now both people and ultimately HaKadosh Baruch Hu can say, you want that covered? So if, if, if you're shelling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the infinite, so then you're a soldier in the army. Maybe you're a chief and maybe you're a cook in the kitchen. But as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're really coming from Hashem. We can't even address it. I can't quantify the cover that you deserve. But if all of a sudden you want it for yourself, you think you're such a great guy, you daven for the Ahmed, you gave Tzaka, you did something for the shul. So now I could say, you won't cover for yourself. Let's see if you really deserve it. You're not coming from Hashem. You're coming from yourself. like in the Megillah. This is the cover you want. The Chalkin Alav, and they're going to oppose him. And the forces that be, so to speak, and the covet itself is going to have sit there and essentially make an evaluation. This cover that you're taking for yourself, do you deserve it? A person who's coming away from covet, he's running away, meaning he's running away from the covet itself. He's not taking from himself anything. One person says, I'm, I'm the flute, I'm the wind instrument, and I'm a Baruch Hashem, a Kaddish Baruch who gave me the Kaychus that a Kaddish Baruch who could play through me. I'm fulfilling a task. If I wouldn't be doing my task and I'd be doing something else, if anything, it would be a demerit for me. So, and the more that I just say, whatever I have is be'etzem, is Baruch Hu, and he's mala even the cover that he gets back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then he's going to be Zoycha, he's going to have his batlus of himself, and he's going to be Zoycha to Kavayt Elokim, which we're going to see relates to the sphere of Keser and Kavod, and we're going to talk about the panemius of that. So at this point, 
people are not going to be able to approach him. His covet is going to be beyond reproach because now all of a sudden you're wearing the uniform of the king. Anybody who asks about my covet isn't asking about something I did. They're asking about what I represent. I'm not talking in my capacity as Baruch or Maishi or whatever it is. I'm talking in my capacity as a, as a soldier of the king. You want to ask about my covet? Talk to HaKadosh Baruch but you can't do that because HaKadosh Baruch is infinite. He's beyond anything. And nobody can say whether yes or no. Once you're talking about so then you can't approach it because it's not quantifiable. You can't even address it. Who are you to address the nature of Kfayr Hashem? Because once you start talking about a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you come to Hagshama. Who are you to even, to even address? As far as we're concerned, anything related to a Kaddish Baruch Hu is... And Saifias, there's nothing you can talk about. The only thing that we talk about is Hashem's Hiskabras with the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world in a way to allow us to try to be godlike and to be able to accomplish whatever his purpose was in making the world. But to talk about Kfayt Hashem, that we can't talk about. So now the question is, how is a person of Mayad in his covet? How should he go about this? How does he uh, align himself and bring this Mida of, of Keser into the world? How does a person approach and reach and align himself with Kvayd Elohim to have his bathless Ela Ali Dei Tshuva what we said earlier is that in the, in the line with again the spheres or the midos as we as we talk about them are the way it's like if you take white light which can't be like you know held and therefore you put it through a prism so it, it becomes ways that a Kaddish Baruch is able to relate to the world the the top one is called Keser which is almost like Ratzin Hashem it's not, it, it, it aligns through through everything and then as it goes through the rest of them Chachma Bina and Chesed Gura Teferes and it ends at Malchus ultimately when I just my, my original Ratzin is I want to, I need a place to live. The ultimate, after I'm able to take, I need a place to live, where is it supposed to be? What's the house supposed to look like? I go to the bill, I go to the architect, I go to the engineer, I go to the contractor. Finally, the house is ready. I'm ready to walk inside. The malchus, the practical what you have, really re- re- is totally reflective of what that rutzen is. So the perfect house, the perfect malchus, is something that really, truly, 100% aligns with what the rutzen is. That rutzen is representative within the name of Keser. So he says, if a person wants to align himself with Kvayr Hashem, with, with, with what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's initial Ratzin was, it happens through Tshuva, and we're going to see what we mean by Tshuva, which the Iker HaTshuva, what's the Iker Tshuva? Kishe Yishma Bizyayna Yidom V'Yishtok. The Tamer Devorah talks about this also. The ultimate Tshuva is when you can see that a person, if you want, by the way, you should do Bigabai for a couple of weeks, it's very good for this. If when a person sees that he's embarrassed and he keeps his mouth shut and, he's, and he doesn't respond, because the more that you do this, you, you don't have any skin in the game. It's, it's not me personally. I'm here for a role. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put me here for a certain reason, and this is how I relate to Hashem. All of a sudden, Yenim wants to come and put me down. It, it totally, it doesn't bother me any more than if, let's say, let's say you could understand, you know, ants talking, and there's an ant hole or whatever, ant farm, and you hear that they're making fun of you. You wouldn't even stop to be gyres. It totally doesn't make a difference that people are going to put me down and they're going to me and I'm not going to respond. My, I, when, I, when I don't respond, I'm essentially separating myself from my Gashmi and I'm aligning myself with Kvod Hashem. The note over here brings from uh, whatever is Likutim, so, well, he's going to talk more in a second, but um, how could it be, how could it be that tshuva is dependent on others? That means that I'm not able to do tshuva if, if somebody else doesn't embarrass me. And also we don't see that the Iker tshuva is brought down as, as this. Usually in the Rambam, the Iker tshuva is vidoy. So he talks about when, whenever you admit to something, most of the time you tend to rationalize it or you tend to say, I did something, but it wasn't that bad it, or it was that bad, but here are the reasons I did it. There's some way out. So he incorporates this into vidoy when you seriously sit there and articulate, this is what I did wrong. I had no excuse. I totally wasn't thinking thinking about Hashem, hear all the things that I have Akar Satov for, notwithstanding that every single thing that I have is from Hashem, I took it, I blocked Hashem out of my mind, and I just totally did the wrong thing with zero excuses. So you can, that, that's essentially a bechina of, of, of having this embarrassment so, so again, so now we have the why. So we have the, 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 the what a person has to do in this world is align himself with Kvayt Elohim. How does he do that? By being mamayt, his own covered. The, the, way that, the, the way that he's able to do that is essentially through tshuva and through staying silent when he's embarrassed. Why does this work? Kilais covered b'loi chaf. 
covered every every word or every concept somehow aligns with the Aleph Beis, like the Gemara and Shabbos. The Aleph Beis is the building blocks of the world. He lays covered below Chaf. Chaf is a Kaf Kafufa. The Kaf is, is, is bent over. It's, it shows the shiftless Adam. True covered is a Hispatless of self. The idea of covered relates to the letter Chaf. Vahachaf hu Keser. So Kaf is going to be this common nexus between covered and between Keser, which, okay, Kaf is also, it's 20. Esrim is Gematria Keser. And it, it talks, it, there's, there's other things it mentions how this works, why this works. But the bottom line is, is that there's something that aligns between Kavoid and Keser, which is this Mida of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world. Bechinas Ekya. If you ever look in one of these Siddurim, the Masuk Midbar Siddur or something, you'll see that different names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, either different uh, Nekudos under the Yudkei Vavkei, there's all these different names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but we're going to try to bring this one home for our purposes, for Avoda. So he says that, that Keser and Kavid are concepts that align, and they're also a of the name Ekya, which is, the name Ekya is in the future tense, and it's, I, 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 will, I will be. How, what do we see? Bechinas Tshuva. So how are we going to align these four concepts? Keser and Kavod, Ekya and Tshuva. Ekya da Anazamin Lahevi. When a person says Ekya, in, just in the grammar, it means I will be. What that, just grammatic, what it means is, is that I am prepared, I, I will be, but I'm not yet. I'm in a state of not having been manifested. That's like Rutzen. I need, I need a place to live. However, it's, it didn't yet come to the practical. It didn't yet come to fruition. The idea of Keser, the idea that it's Rutzen Hashem until it's able to go through the Hizchabras of the world and manifest and ultimately reflect what the original Rutzen is, it's in a status of, of not there yet. It hasn't yet, it hasn't come to any sort of a reflection or an actualization. Before tshuva, a person is created to do Ratzon Hashem. If a person is using his life not to do Ratzon Hashem, so then he really hasn't even earned his existence. If you have something, you have a machine, and that machine is malfunctioning, somehow it's, it, it, instead of being there as a conduit for something else, the hole is, st- you know, you have a hose that's supposed to let the water totally through, and instead, the hole has a blockage, so the hose itself becomes a clee. Instead of acting as a pipe to put the water from point A to point B, it's holding the water itself. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. So when a person is created for a certain function and they have not yet done shuva, so then they haven't yet earned their existence. Their entire existence is for a purpose. They're adayin ein lo havaya. They're essentially, uh, for, for all intents and purposes, they're a behema that, that, that has not yet become like an adam. Kilo adayin lo nishava ba'ilam. That they, it's as if they, they don't yet, they, they're not in the world. And we're going to see it says, Ki nivra nivra. There's a machlokis and Erevin, I think, between Beishame and Beishilel, whether Beishame and Beishilel argued, and they said whether it's good, whether it's a noyach laidam shenivra or shalom nivra, was it, however, this pshat in the Gemara was good for a man, yes or not, to be created. But now that a person is created, they should be mefashpesh, 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 Now, once a person does what he's supposed to be doing, then it's good that he was created. But beforehand, so then his creations, if anything, is a demerit from him. Think about that little neshamala. It comes here, it comes to this world in order so that it can have nesyainais and bechira and get closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu until it earns its existence and it's in line with what it's supposed to be doing. Then Halavayat shouldn't have come down here in the first place. And something that he, he brings over here that it's a concept in Gemara that something that's oimed lisraif, it's kasarafdami, something that's omed for something, something that's in a certain status, even though it hasn't gotten there yet, it's as if it's there. So he aligns, he says that if a person is taivle shalai nivra, if a person hasn't done shuvi yet, he's, it's like almost like we say by the Ben Saramora. He's going on a certain path for all intents and purposes until he rectifies that path and he goes in a different direction, then for all intents and purposes, just ha- the, the, the timeline just hasn't unfolded yet. As far as he's concerned, it's as if he's there. That's the direction he's going. So he says, if a person is 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 nivra, it's as if he's essentially not created yet. If he's not created, he's the bechina of ekya. He has he has not yet earned his existence. So nivra nivra. But when a person comes to do tshuva, that's when he comes. Now he's in the bechina of I will be. All of a sudden, you haven't done tshuva yet. You've only we just had a gemara in Tainus about this. I don't know if you're up to date. That that uh, that it said that uh, it was talking by the famine. That I think it was Reb Zeir. He said so. Let's take upon ourselves now to fast. And even though there's a gzeir of the malchus that says that we're not allowed to fast yet, but we'll have this chusim of a fast. And then when we get a chance, we'll be makayim that. But this chusim of being makabel. 
fast, even though we didn't do it yet, is going to come on us now. So it says that the, the when a person's makabal to do tshuva, that's what you see that people make kabbalas in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. A lot of times it gets very hard. They're not holding by it anymore. But if you could bring yourself what you're holding and you take on that kabbalah on yourself, that puts you bechinas ekya. It's a bechina of keser, the highest level of, of aligning yourself with the Ratzon Hashem. That's tshuva. You're being mamait in your own covet, and with that, you're literally aligning yourself with kfoid elokim. It's a tremendous thing. Hainu you earn existence, which is, which is what the Zara brings of, of, uh, by, by Ekya, I, that, that it's something that I, I'm not there yet, but I will be there. So we see that through Tshuva, which aligns yourself, it's mayor, brings into the world the shame of Ekya, which is a Bechina of Keser, and that, by that a person is bringing Malcha, is bringing Kfayda Hashem into the world, because whatever they end up doing, Malchus will reflect back at Ratzon Hashem, and all of that is as a person is able to mind his own covet, which you do when you're essentially embarrassed, whether it comes from others or whether it comes from yourself. And the more that you're able to take yourself out of the game and exist only as a function of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's the degree to which you bring Malchus Hashem into the world. V'zeh. And this shame of Ekya, which is Tshuva Bechinas Keser, Ki Keser Lashen Hamtana. Now he goes back and he says, Keser is a Lashen, like we said, of Ekya, I will be. It's a Lashen of waiting, so to speak. It's a Lashen of patience, of being Soivel, Bechinas Tshuva. Which is amazing. Even tshuva isn't; it can't be on your own terms. You think, you know what? I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be from. I'll be from on my own terms. I'm going to do tshuva. I'll do tshuva the way that I have to do tshuva. Even tshuva, you're relying on a kaddish baruch hu for. Even tshuva, a person says that this is what I want to do. You have to rely on a kaddish baruch hu that is going to help you. That you're going to be able to maintain your enthusiasm. That you're going to be able to stay with the program, and that maybe you'll have challenges that aren't going to get you there. A person needs siyata deshmaya to do tshuva as well, and uh, he brings over here from wherever he brings for, from the, but the, the, the reason is that if a person would have total siyat and he wouldn't have to wait. All of a sudden he does tshuva and he'll just be holding there, so then, so then it's not going to be with, it's not going to be with pachira. The, the, the whole point of tshuva, of having his iris, we discussed it in one of the other tires, we said that, uh, that I think also Daud, that a person has his batlas, but you're not supposed to be a malach. What what, what, what happens is a person has his iris tshuva, and we do, and you're not holding on the level, but you're not supposed to be holding on the level. The real work of tshuva happens in the tshuva process. You go to a Yom Kippur, you go to a, a, an inspiring Shabbos, you go to Eretz Yisrael for a week, and you have a tremendous iris. But what you, the, the job is, is that the rabbi spoke about this on Friday night in the context of emotions, that if you don't take that and you bring it back and it makes some sort of an impression and you take steps towards it, so then like Esav cried by Yaakov, and then all of a sudden he just went back to Sayer. The, the, the whole point of tshuva ultimately is the tshuva process where you bring it back home and you ultimately work on yourself. Tshuva is a process of hamtana. It doesn't, it by definition doesn't happen in a second. When a person comes to buy some Bosom oil, which has a good smell, so you tell him, wait. And if anything, Rav Chaim Shmulevitz has a whole piece also that a lot of times when a person does an Avera, the worst time to make a decision is when a person is bibahala, when a person is in a state of confusion. He talks about by the Egel, how did the Avera come? Because a person had a trigger finger, because a person, a, a, a person was, was too quick. Was too quick. But when a person does tshuva, all of a sudden it means taking a step back. That's the worst time to make some sort of a, some sort of a rash move. Rashness is a negative thing. The zebchinas keser and this this idea of waiting, of savlonus, of patience, of hamtana is a bechina of keser. Moshe kasov kateli zeir vachveka. It's a pasuk in Eov uh, where, where he's talking to one, one of the one of the people over there, and he, and the, the one tells the other one he says that you should wait, wait a little bit, kateli zeir, wait for me a little bit vachveka. I'm going to tell you that, uh, but, but, but again, it, that, that just shows katar is a lushen of weight. That, in other words, that the way that it plugs in over there into the Pasuk, you see that katar is a lushen of amtana. That's why you're bringing it, because the purification is a process. It's not just a question of making a decision during a, during, during a period of his iris and all of a sudden being there. By definition, by definition, as it relates to us, it's a lushen of having to unfold. And we see that even in the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as he relates to us, the keser is the rotsen, but until it unfolds as part of the process into the actualization, takes not as we relate to it, it's time, but it, it, it's, a, it's, it's otherwise a process. But before the tshuva, he's still in the lushan of I will be. It hasn't gotten there yet. Bahastar is panami menu, that we are not, we, we don't have this, this, uh, 
Ha'aras panim. We, we have not yet gotten there. Ki adayin lo heichen as atzmol mehevi ba'olam because he's still in a state until he does tshuva of not yet having earned his own existence. You know, it's nice to look at others and judge yourself by where other people are holding. The truth is, is that different people have different strengths. It's wonderful, you know, if whether it comes to meiser, you know, he's like, well, one guy has a hundred dollars, one guy has a, a, a hundred million dollars. So you say, well, I gave a lot of, well, meiser for you is different than meiser for him. Whatever the case is, a person is judging them by where they're holding, as far as he's concerned, if he's not where he's holding, he, he hasn't gotten there yet, and therefore he has not yet earned his existence, kafi, what his chiyuvim in the world are. Vastar is pene ekia gemachi dam. Now, this, the, the whole idea of ponim va'ach, just for our purposes, just the way that Chaim Kramer frames it in the note, without going too much into the whole idea, generally speaking, he says, when you talk about the pnim of something, the ponim of something, you're talking about its essence and a state of being misukin. It's in a way of being where it's supposed to be, and there's different shyness of bring yourself to being panim b'panim and panim ba'ach, but he says when you're talking about the panim of something, the face of it, it's face to face, it's a, it's the essence of something, and it's, and it's a state of being m'sukin, and the ach arayim of it, the ach is, it's like, let's say I was singing a good song. If I'm looking at you, just if I'm looking at you and I'm singing you a love song, then not only are you relating to it in a state of how beautiful it is, but we have that connection. Let's say you're standing behind me. On the, on, on the outside of it, you can benefit from the music, but it's not in the state of being m'sukin, it's not in the state of panim b'panim. So he says, Hastar's Pnei Ekya, if we relate to this Midah of Keser, this Midah of Ekya of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the Panim. But everything, the Kayach is there. Even if it's not in a state of being Masukin, the, 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 the Kayach of it is there. What's the, what's the Ach? What's the, what's the backside of Ekya? Is Gematria Dam. We'll see why. When we talk about the certain kaychas of things, so there's a way in Panemius that we talk about how do we relate to the, to the backside of that kayach? What's the negative of that kayach? Every kayach could be used positive or negative. What's the acharayim of that? So he says that when you write it out, it's as if you write, let, let's say you have four letter letters. You say Aleph, Aleph K, Aleph K Yud, Aleph K Yud K, that it's a, as you write each letter, it turns back. So the gematria of Aleph is one, Aleph K is six. Alav Kyud is 16, Alav Kyud K is 21. If you put that together, it's Gematria 44, which is Gematria Dam. So that's the way in Gematria that we won't spend too much time on it. But again, it's, he, he has a way of weaving together things that are totally beyond us and then kind of coming back and explaining to us a Nukud of Avoda, Hainu Kishakhaisvin Hashem Bachrayim, Hainu Alav, Alav Kay, Alav Kyud, Alav Kyud, Akay. Each time it's like it's going back. So when that when a person is not in line with Kvayd Elohim. He's in line with himself. So he's essentially really our, what Kiedam Hu Nefesh. Our life is supposed to be reflective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if we're reflective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then we're living a life of Hashem, we're being a Mamait in our own covet, and we're totally in, in line with, uh, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But when we live our own life and we're coming away from Hashem, then what do we have? What's, what's our Dam worth? It's essentially we're, we're making ourselves ripe for Shvichas Damim and Bizyainais and scorn. I'll shame both. So that's one reason that it's dominant. We're going to give two more kind of reasons and say how the tshuva process is going to address this. I'll shame ubozai kalu. We'll deal with this pasuk more. It says mechabe rachabdai. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives cover to those who flow the honor back to Him, and those who disgrace Hashem will be disgraced. Meaning that the way that they disgrace Hashem is if they're not, if they're not, they're going rogue. They're a soldier in the army and they're doing their own thing. So then essentially they're not acknowledging that everything that they have is from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's a disgrace to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And the, the third thing is that as much as a person has, the, we talk about it as if like, you know, the, 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 the Nefesh Shalakus is on the right and the Nefesh Bahamas or the Yetzahara is on the left, but he says in the left of the heart where there's Dam, Shisham Mother Yetzahara, it says if the Yetzahara is on the left side of the heart, Kamaisha Kasav, Velev Ksil Lismailai. So you see that there's an area of the heart that's for the, for the Yetzahara. Adayin Hu Betaikef Vaiz, since it's still in its strength with its Averus, who Bishvilza, Bain Alav Bizyainais, Ushvichas Damim. And because of this, a person is going to have Bizyainais and Shvichas Damim because all of a sudden he has this area of the heart that's not. 
not in line with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so where is it going to go? Because his heart is boiling, because his dam, his self is, is designated, so to speak, it's run by the Yitzhahara, so now he's going to be subject to that blood being spilt. If you use that positively and use it as a point of tshuva, so then it gets directed positively. Otherwise, he's going to be subject to shvichas damim bizayon kizebachinas astars vachsars pneiakia gematria dam. And therefore, we see three allusions to the fact that when a person doesn't give kvayd shemayim. And then they're subject to dam, either because of the acharayim, the gematria of the name itself, or a pasuk of kimachaber achabda yiboza yikolu, or because of the way that it's structured in the heart. The tikkun lazes, so what's the tikkun? How does a person come close to HaKadosh Baruch? How is he masakin this dam, this idea that he all of a sudden he's living for himself? Sheyafoch dam ledoim. Now you can take, like we said, everything has a kayach. So now you can take this kayach, it's there, it's, it's operating with dam, and you can take it and you can redirect it to silence. A person hears his ridicule, his disgrace, and he doesn't respond, whether from others or from his own vidui. And he does no skin in the game. He's not made on his own eyes. And now he takes that dam, he takes that kayach that was the ach of ekyah, that was, that was the negative manifestation of, uh, of, of being in line with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and uses it as silence, he converts it to a positive. Baruch who, so to speak, will uh, line up the corpses his, of his enemies, in our case, the Yetzirah Hara. So we've addressed already, the, 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 out of the three, we addressed two, two of them. Number one, how, how does staying quiet help? Number one, the Dom converts to Daim when you do it. The Dom now converts to silence, and you can align yourself with Akya. And the other thing is that when a person says, Daim La Hashem, it says, be quiet, um, while you're awaiting Hashem's salvation, and hope to Hashem longingly, but it means in the Pneumius, it means when you're doing Hashem, when you keep your mouth shut, when you're supposed to, this Baruch Hu is gonna is gonna kill the other side. He'll kill your enemies. He'll, he'll kill the Yitzhahara. Hainu, Valibi Chalal Bekirbi. It's like the pasuk in Tehillim that I, that it was David Amelech was addressing, as if he had killed the Yitzhahara at least in a certain element. Hainu Aidei Nesmai Adam Shabchalas Mali. Once you're able to put that negative side of you down, and you're able to squash it and, and ultimately convert it through this because we said whoever brings a sacrifice honors me but over here we're going to say whoever slaughters not just the sacrifice but slaughters the Yitzhahara it's a Kavat Hashem so we, we saw over here that now again we have the minimize Kavad your own Kavad and maximize Kaddish Baruch Hu's Kavad the way that you do that is through the Tshuva process which happens through through staying silent in the face of disgrace we said that the reason that that happens Happens is because in the panemius of it, the kavod and keser align with the with the name of akia. When a person is being instead of instead of having anava and is batlus and doing tshuva, he's on the negative. The negative side of akia is a lotion of dam. So which we said is it happens in three ways because that's the negative side of Ekia, and also it's because there's the Yitzhahara, Bozayikalu, so then when a person now is doim Lashem, he keeps his mouth shut, that's able to rectify this negative side of Ekia. Vitzarach so, so now we're going to see that regular tshuva, though, is not just enough. Tshuva is a process. Even at Tzadik says, What's really the tshuva process? And now it's, it's a new way of looking at tshuva, the idea of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not just for saying sorry for Averis, but there's, we're going to see that there's three types of tshuva, because the pasuk, three levels of tshuva, because the Pasuk actually says, and then it comes back and says, It says, Ekya three times, and that is representative of three stages of tshuva. V'tzarach lechos tamid b'midas ha-tshuva. A person has to hold on to the mida of tshuva, which we said is keser. And it's not enough just to do tshuva once. It's a, it's a lifelong process. Getting close to the infinite never stops. Kimi yoimer zikisi libi tiharti mechatasi. Who is able to really say that I'm totally tahar from where I'm, from, from my chet? Ki b'shal sha'adam aimer chatasi avisi pashati. When a person says, chet is shogeg, avisi is mezid, pashati is, is rebellion, but differently, when a person comes to say vidui, even 
that he's not able to say with total purity of heart, without any, why, what's the first step of tshuva? I don't want to go to Gehenna. I need to do tshuva so that I have a good life. I need to do tshuva because otherwise I'm going to get a patch from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The, now, by the way, as much as you say, oh, so I'll skip this level. I'm just going to be totally for Hashem. The flip side of that is that this is the first step of tshuva. The first step of tshuva is where you align yourself and you say, if I'm going in the wrong direction, I, I, I'm, I'm going to ultimately be the one to suffer. The first step of tshuva is where a person says that I'm going to do it for my own. For, for my own. There's, a, uh, there's an unbelievable piece from Rav Pincus. He talks about by Achav, who was uh, a king. He ended up doing tshuva at the end of his life, but in the beginning stage of his kingship, it was just horrible. He brought up a bazaar and Shvichstam, Gilarais, into the kingdom. And at the, uh, uh, there was a certain stage where he was captured, and they were literally going to like boil him alive or something like that. And the way that it's brought down is that Achav said, he dove into every Avodah in the world, and then ultimately he, told, he, he said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, either save me, he did tshuva, and he said, either save me, or you're no better than the rest of them. So the Malachim wanted to close the doors. They said, like, you know, what kind of a chutzpah is that? He says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, either save me, or you're just like the rest of the Avodah Zarah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepted his tshuva. So Rav Pincus was explaining this. First of all, he said, what, like, what was the discussion? What, what, Pashtas, it's a chutzpah. So he said, because everything has a limitation. Some people have a lot of capacity. Some people have a little capacity. Everything has a limit. So he tells the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaddish Baruch Hu, you are limitless Rachman. You are infinite mercy. I am doing tshuva. If there's a limit to your mercy, if ultimately there's a line at which I've been so bad that you won't accept my tshuva, then you're just like the rest of the kaychas in the world. They have a limit, and your limit is much, 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 much greater. But the same way that other things are limited, you are limited also, as if to say. And this was a good taina. But Rav Pinkus finishes off, and he says, but the ultimate tshuva, and Hashem listened to him, and he was freed, and then, you know, he couldn't totally uh, erase what he had done. He said, because, you know what the ultimate shuvah would have been? But he should have said, Afal Piken, if, if, if your Rutzen decides that I'm not Zeichah to get out of here alive, I'm not ready to get out of here alive. He never took that, that, that final step. So the first step of tshuva is acknowledging that, I, that there is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have to rectify my deeds, but it's still for personal benefit. That's the first step of tshuva. And then there's just a little per, per, parenthetical almost over here, there will be nothing as it in, because otherwise it's Lashon Rabbeinu. Who could say that I'm totally pure for my tshuva? Who could say that I'm totally free from any sort of a self-interest, even when he's saying vidoy, who could say I'm totally purged of chat, it doesn't mean, it, it doesn't mean who could say that I'm totally pure from chat, it means who could say, the, the, pasuk, the pasuk says, it doesn't mean that I'm free from chat, it means I'm free from my chatasi, chatasi is the words of tshuva, who could say that I'm totally free Free, that my, my tshuva itself didn't have any self-interest. Even my tshuva, my tshuva was the first step at coming close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but even my tshuva was self-interest. So since my ultimate goal is to come to his bathless, where I recognize that I'm just that I'm just a conduit, that I'm just a function of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, even my tshuva was really a statement of self-interest. It was in a positive direction. So the first step, the first step of tshuva is really a self-interested tshuva. Now you could spend your life in tshuva, which ultimately is where we're trying to go, because we're trying to get to keser and ekya and kvod, kvod, kvod Hashem. If you stop after the first level of tshuva, so even though it's a positive thing, but nevertheless you haven't really aligned yourself totally with kvod elokim, because ultimately even that tshuva was self-interested. Nimtza shetzarach lasos tshuva al ha which means as you continue to grow and purify your motives, all of a sudden, one young kid, you know, a person's on a negative way. So he, he has a, he has a, you know, an awakening. And he says, if I continue on this way, I'm going to end up in jail. I'll end up in rehab. My parents are not going to get along with me. I'm not going to have a place in the community. So he, he fixes up his deeds because ultimately he wants to have a place. All of a sudden he grows and grows and grows. And he says, and then all of a sudden he looks back and he says, what was I, forget about the fact that I would have been in jail and worse off. What was I even thinking? It, it, it took me those, I needed those horses to get up the mountain. But once he gets up the mountain, he looks back and he says, if I would have realized what, what's up here, I wouldn't have needed the horses to begin with. I would have ran as fast as I could on my own right. So a person looks back now and they do tshuva ala tshuva because they say, what did I, even my tshuva there was something wrong with. How, how did I have the, how did I have the chutzpah or, or what was I even holding that even my tshuva was self-interested? What was I even thinking? 
Hainu al Khatasi Avizu Pashati Sha'amar on the Vidoy itself that he said, Ki Olav Nemar Bisfosav Kibduni. It says that a person as if he honors Hashem with his lips, Ki Alide Chuva Zoycha Lakwaira Shem, he was on the right path. That's the beginning of the Chuva process. Valibai Rihachmimani, however, his heart, the Kavana, really he was going in the other direction, and that's the first two levels of Chuva, but we said that there's a third. And now a person knows that he taka did a real tshuva. Now the first two are folded into one. First he had the, the initial self-interested tshuva. He's going in the right direction. Then he realizes that it's right. But now there's a final, a, a next step in this process which ultimately repeats. Every person is ultimately operating within the way that he understands things to be. You have to imagine, let's say, let's say you meet somebody, right? And you, you're, you're on the phone with somebody, you're on a call. And you say something and you, you, all of a sudden you realize afterwards you made a joke, they said something and you were a little disrespectful. But you know what? You're, you're in your 40s and you're already successful and they're like a young schnook, a salesperson, so you do whatever. All of a sudden somebody tells you, and then you say you feel bad. So you apologize. You say, you know what? It wasn't appropriate to me. Then all of a sudden you see, no, the, guy's, I, I, the guy sounded so young. He's got Enoch so now, now all of a sudden you, you know, you feel terrible. Then, then all of a sudden you realize that, you know, you have, you have an interview, you need an account. You say, oh, not only this guy have Enoch, he works for the company that I meet an in with. All of a sudden you feel even worse. Then you realize he's actually responsible for the account that you need. Then you realize that he's the head of the company. Then you realize he's actually on all of these like professional boards and he actually has contacts, not only with his company, with every other company that you could ever possibly deal with. Every time you have like a whole new hakara to something, it awakens a whole new hasaga that, that you have to, that, that not just that, that at the time kafir hasagas, you have to, but at the time kafir hasagas, so then you did a legitimate tshuva at the second stage. But the more you do tshuva, the more you have a, a, a hasaga. The more you have a hasaga, you realize, well, I was saying sorry at, according to what I understood that to be. Now all of a sudden, like, what was I even thinking? How, how could I possibly have done that? What I now understand my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be, that was like his Gashmas. It was almost like I was making a physicality of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now that I understand this new level of Ruchni is the way that I was, I was relating to the Rosh Hashiva as being a Rebbe. I was relating to the Rebbe as being a Talmud. I was relating to the Talmud as being the janitor. The way that I related to my tshuva of yesterday was a Hagshama. It was such a lower level. I have to go back and start all over. V'zeh b'chinas oilam haba. This is a bechina that's coming into a constant renewal. Of, is a bechina of Oilam Haba, which is Shabbos Hanukulo Tshuva. This, if you came for this today, then you could leave, but it was worth hearing. There's two different types of rest. I've said this far before. I don't remember exactly the idea, whether it was a menucha versus shvisa. There's different types of rest in the world. One type of rest is you're building, you're jogging, you're running, you're tired. And then the problem is that you get tired, so you need to rest. So what do you do? You rest up for a couple of minutes in order to keep on going. What was the function of the rest? It's in order because you're tired that you keep on going. Theoretically, you would never stop running. You would never stop doing whatever you have to do, except for the fact that you get too tired. But what you're bad at doing is really just keeping on going. There's another type of rest. Let's say you're running a computer program to take out the bugs, or you're building a house in order to have a house. When the computer program stops running, that's not because it needs to stop so that it can keep on going. It, what it is, is that the rest is a statement of tachlis, right? So when we do tshuva, when we get it, want to get close to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, when we ultimately, it, it's a statement of reaching tachlis, of being the place where you're supposed to be. It's not a, Shabbos, it's not that, you know, people have a wrong perception. They're going to be in for a, in for a rude awakening when they get to Yom Shekulo Shabbos. People think that you work six days, then you take a rest so that you can finish Shabbos, make Havdalah, have a cigarette and check your iPhone. Shabbos is Be'etzim what the world was created for. Shabbos is a statement of the world the way that it was Be'etzim supposed to be, except for the fact that part of the process to get there and relate to Hashem is through the six days. Shabbos is where you're supposed to be. And once a person gets to this statement of Shabbos, you become desensitized. So you can get to Elam Haba. So it's great in the beginning. And then what happens? It says, no, it's like, it's like there's a difference between being in a warm room and when a person like sits at the beach almost and like the sunlight is, it's a constant, it's a basking in the sunlight. It's constantly coming at him and constantly getting, as the day gets warmer and warmer and warmer, it's constantly increasing. When a person is in Elam Haba, the Avoda doesn't exactly stop. And he, he's constantly, the, the, you come to Hasag of Hashem and then all of a sudden you come to a new Hasag of 
Hashem, and you have charata over the last one, and you're becoming infinitely close. Conceptually, we can understand. Actually, we can't. But this idea of coming ever closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a bechina of Olam Haba, when all of like the fake stuff, the klipa drops away, and now you're just going to more and more and more somehow, whatever it means, come to an appreciation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but you can live as a Ben Olam Haba now. Because if you live your life also coming constantly closer and closer, being mamashish, shafashish, massive, coming closer and reevaluating where you're holding Klape HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so now also you could live in Ben Olam Haba. And that's where you live a life of tshuva. K'mosh HaKosav V'shavta, Ad Hashem Elokech HaShavta and Shavas are the same words. Ki Ikar Olam Haba Hu Asagis Elokuso. The whole idea of Olam Haba is Be'etzim HaSagav HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you can live that now. K'mosh HaKosav V'yedu Osilam Ikatnam Ad Gedolam He's interpreting the Pasuk, not just that in Olam Haba, they're gonna, even the small ones and the large ones, the big ones are going to know me, but he says that, no, it's constantly going from lesser to more, to more that it's going to be this constant process of, of ascending in knowledge and understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Nimtza B'chol Eis, She'asigu HaSaga Yaseira, that as a person goes and they elevate themselves and having more of an understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Azayasu Tshuva Ala Saga Rishona, they're coming ever closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they're ever more so looking back and saying, I was doing tshuva, I thought I was so chashev because I was doing that. My, my, my Baruch Halenu was asking for, for chocolate cake. What am I, out of my mind? I, 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 I look at, he, the guy has so much kavana, and this is what I was asking for, and I thought that I was having so much kavana. And you keep on looking back, looking at this new world of appreciation. You know, you, you know a person, somebody tells you, oh, he's a great guy. And then you say, and he knows him a sechta cold. He knows about peh, and he knows shas, and yeah, and he's Rosh Hashiva. And, and, and you say like, and, and this is how I related to him yesterday. Vizesha Amruch, I went to the front of the if you listen on the thing, you're at 44. I'm just gonna finish up the point. I'm listening. Yeah. So it says, mm-hmm. that every person who shechts his yitzra, hainu bechinas tshuva, bechinas valibi chalal bekirbi, that he continues to shecht the yitzra until it's like a corpse, bechinas doim la Hashem. Which ultimately is, is, is since where he was is that 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 Yitzhar that he's shechting is a bechin of dam in the left side. So now what he's really doing is how did he get over that? It's when he hears his bezyonis when he's able to be soivlet and it's a bechin of doim Hashem, Like we said that he converts the dam to daim, which is a bechin of ekia. Then he comes in line with ekia, which is a bechin of keser, which is a bechin of kavod. And as it is kanal, as he as he grows, he literally becomes close to a kaddish baruch So the statement in Tanur is called aveach as Yitzray so it says that, that anybody who shechts his Yetzir, so now we're going to read the Pnimius into this Maimra Chazal that says, calls Avechaz Yetzirah is somebody who's quiet when he gets, when he gets disgraced. And therefore, he convert, he's, he's able to take that dam and turn it into daim. And it's able to get, uh, to, to align himself with Ekya and Keser and Kvayda Lokim. Then it says, because and he says, Vidoy, it doesn't mean Mizvada Olav on the Avera, it means Mizvada Olav on the Tshuvari Shaina. So the Kozavech as Yitzray is the Tshuvari Shaina. Misvada Alav, and then he does Vidu, he does a continuing Tshuva on the first Tshuva. Hainu Shem Mizvada Al Zvichas Yitzray. He does Tshuva on the Zvichas Yitzray was the first Tshuva. Hainu Shem Mizvada Tshuva Al Tshuva Sovasagar Shaina. Ki'ilu Kibdula Kodesh Baruchu. This is the end of that Maimar Chazal. It's Ki'ilu is Machaber Kodesh Baruchu Bishnei Lamois. Because it says you have donani, so each nun is nun is like uh, nun is fifty. It's like uh, nun chari bina. But uh, it says that that you have done bina is the bechin of olam haba. Okay, now for now you have donani is like two worlds. The two nuns are like the two worlds. One tshuva is in this world. He slaughters his Yitzhahara, and when he does the tshuva, al the tshuva, that we said is the bechin of Oilam Haba, like we explained, and it's as if he honors HaKadosh Baruch Hu both in an Oilam HaZedek away and an Oilam HaBadek away. Ki tshuva rishon bechin haskvay Oilam HaZev, yachar ha-tshuva, shazoychal asag yaseira, after he does the tshuva, and he continues to have this unbelievable asago, makar b'yoyser is Ramos HaLakuso. And now he has this unbelievable, this even more perception of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of this but it's a process. It's not an issue of uh, of skipping steps. The first tshuva person says, if I if I if I put my hand into fire, it's it's hot. I'm going to be worse off if I continue on this direction. It's going to get me nowhere fast, and it's going to be very destructive. Then you do it, and you have this hasaga, and this is a continuing process at every element of growth. Then you say. 
I did that for self-interest, and now that I have this hasoga, oh my gosh, I, 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 what was I even thinking? It's his batlas. I, I was taking any, even to do in a frumkite way. I was doing it for myself. I do tshuva on the tshuva. And then after you do that, you get ever closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you realize the person that I'm talking to wasn't just the Rebbe who was the Rosh Hashiva, wasn't just the Rosh Hashiva. People from all over are asking Mishaelus, and I realize uh, more and more and more, kafi, uh, kafi, as if you could say, when I'm dealing with Klape Kaddish Baruch Hu, you're continuing ever doing a tshuva on on the on the tshuva, v'zeh sha'amru chachmenu zacharon levracha on the pasuk that stated la'asid lava v'haya bayamahu loyeh ar yekaros v'kipon. So this is yeah, it's it's uh, it's almost scary the way it is though what the pasuk is actually uh, what the pasuk is actually talking about is um. The Rav Chaim Prang brings in the note that the Pesukim are talking about the days just before the coming of Mashiach, where there will be a day with no natural light, just a vague light which will be neither brightness nor darkness. In other words, no one will know whether salvation or annihilation is near. Very scary. Nevertheless, the dawning of the new era will be proof that the light heralds salvation, the revelation of God. But the way that we're going to dash in this pasuk says, "Ar yakaros and there will be a lie. Lo yakaros. There will not neither be a bright light vikipon nor a darkness. Ar shahu yakar, ar which is yakar yakar which is covered. Ba'elam hazaf. That as as we go into Ilam haba, the ar that, that was that was. Excuse me, Yakar Ba'ilam Hazah will be considered dim. It's neither bright nor dim. It's going to be dim in an Ilam Habatik way because as you get ever closer and closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, you realize that the light that you thought was bright yesterday is no longer bright. Nimza Ba'ilam Hazah Kesha Yizgul Asagi Yisera Belukuso in Ilam Habat. As we get closer and closer till we understand, we have this revelation of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Bevadai Yischartu Viyasu Tshuva Al Hasagas Ilam Hazah. So Bevadai he's going to have Charata and do Tshuva on whatever his Hasagas. Was that he that he was operating kafiyas asag and oylem hazek he asag as oylem hazeb bechinas geshem neged asag as oylem haba it's almost physical kafi what 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 his new understanding of ruchnius is is that yes today my understanding of ruchnius is that on Shabbos I'm not going to work I'm going to take a break I don't know whatever it is now that I have a more ruchniastic so to speak understanding of Shabbos I'm going to say that my idea what I thought yesterday was ruchnius it's almost like his guys gashmi as compared to what it is now. And now, what the Gemara says, it's as if, right, what was the Gemara in Sanhedrin? Whoever does tshuva, misvada, alav, and he does vidu on the tshuva, he has this continuing tshuva, as if he's mechabed a kaddish baruch in both olamos. So over here, instead of addressing it in three levels, he's addressing it really in two levels. In other words, the first stage of tshuva is mamash, almost like a selfish uh, tshuva. And then the second one is, is where he takes that and he elevates it. And then as he does, and he continues the process of this tshuva on the tshuva, realizing that even the positive tshuva that wasn't self-interest is getting closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it was kafiyah's asaga of yesterday, and he does tshuva moving ever closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So this is a bechina of Oilam Habav. Now we're going to see the panemias of the pasuk. I kept silent when you did these things. So you imagined me to be like you. Hakadosh Baruch Hu pasuk and tell him that Hakadosh Baruch Hu says as it's as if because I kept silent. So then you imagined that I was like you. And the pasuk is I will rebuke you, rebuke you, and I will arrange it before you. So what does it mean over here? Kia Adam, this is unbelievable. Kia Adam Machrish. What do we say? When a person is silent, so then he gets closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but a person has to understand, this is Meiridik, you have to follow it, it's over here, it's, it's unbelievable, this title is taking concepts that are just so far beyond us and turning it into something that hopefully we can have some sort of handles on and relate to. A person stays silent, so what are they doing? They're understanding that they're getting tshuva, keser, I'm not there yet, I'm on the backside, I'm dumb, and I'm going to do tshuva al tshuva. They're getting closer ultimately to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not misbattle himself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Hashem is lavish. What's gaiva? I'm the best, uh, so to speak. But there's nothing wrong with Hashem having gaiva. Hashem is the best. Hashem Malachi is lavish. That's what he's wearing. So you think that, so what happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu stayed silent and he didn't punish people. He gave them a chance to do tshuva. 
for whatever the reasons he gave them that they should have their 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 ultimate consequence. Nailam Haba Kodesh Baruch who didn't take steps. So we say, well, since since it's a positive thing to stay silent and not do anything, so we'll say, well, the same way that we're bechina ekiyav anazam heavy, I don't exist yet. So we'll say, well, our Kodesh Baruch who is also to say, coming into his own. He has not yet come into himself yet. You can't say that about a Kaddish Baruch. Kaddish was the infinite. There's nowhere for him, that you would know where he was, nowhere for him to go. Canal. So he says, uh, we're going to read this in the Panemius of the Pasuk, of Ela Sisi Vechrashi, Hashem said, I kept silent when you did these things. Dimisa Yos Eke Kamocha. And you thought, you, you try to, instead of trying to look at Kaddish Baruch who's his with the world and understanding how you can apply yourself to that, you took how, what, what, the way that you perceived the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you plugged him into human terms, right? You said, you said, well, what's a Yad Hashem? It's not that I have a way of operating in the world, and that's ki'ilu amida v'kadosh baruch. You say, Yad Hashem. Hashem got, uh, there's the anger of Hashem. So Hashem is like, well, what's it like when a person does it? Hashem was, you don't plug Hashem into human terms. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is waiting for a person to do tshuva. He's waiting. That's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in Bechina of not having gotten there yet. HaKadosh Baruch Hu you can't plug a Kaddish Baruch Hu into human terms. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a certain Bechina of Ekiah, the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu waits, the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu and gives people time, and he's a savlon, and he's patient, and we have to be God-like. So the way that we relate to that is is is, is in a certain hanhaga in order to make ourselves more like a kaddish baruch Hu, So we're not there yet, and by staying silent when things are going nakafiyarutz, and we become more God-like. God doesn't become more God-like. That is, it says hakadosh baruch Hu has a certain hanhaga of waiting. That's the end of the pasuk. You want to arrange your avainais in front of you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a reason why he has a mida of savlanus. and will end up rebuking them. And that's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu stays silent until ultimately he's going to show people in Olam Haba what the consequences of their actions are. This is almost like a, a parenthetical that a person, as much as we see this road and this derech to being godlike, a person should not now take that and say, well, if this is the Hanhaga to, to be careful not to plug HaKadosh Baruch Hu into human terms. We're dealing in the loftiest way of how we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and not the way that we should define Chas V'Shalom HaKadosh Baruch Hu by that. And now, unbelievable to finish off. Last piece. The, so we have tshuva. Tshuva has uh, many different. Uh, getting close to a kaddish baruch Hu does not mean that you're always traveling on a road and that there's never any left turns and a person never has any setbacks. This is unbelievable. One of the things that we see in Rabbi Nachman. Again, we've said this before. It doesn't mean that everything is all peachy. That a person has to say that everything is good and nothing is bad. What we're holding as part of the process, there are we have ups and we have downs, and a person doesn't find a kaddish baruch Hu Despite the downs, Akadosh Baruch Hu finds Akadosh Baruch Hu from within the downs. Every stage of life is coming from Akadosh Baruch Hu. Also, there's an avoda within every stage. A person wants to go in Darche Tshuva, Tzarech Liyo, he's Baki Bahalacha. This means Dalar Amasha Halacha because the Shulchan Aruch is the way that we relate to every situation in life. But over here also it means in Halicha and ways to go. Tzarech Liyo, Slo Shnei Bekiyas. A person has to understand how to relate in different sides of the coin. Hainu Baki Beratzai, U Baki Beshaiv. So we addressed this in one way, I think it was in Tyra 4, that we said Ratzai is coming closer. It's coming from Pasuk Yechazak and Shaiv is coming back. Over there we said that a person has this iris, this batlos, but that's not where the avoda take place. Then you bring it back home. With you, then you go back. But over here, we're going to say Baki Baratza, where there's Aliyah and a Baki Bishov, and a person has to know how to relate to Hakadosh Baruch when you read as well. It's it's a piece of Zara that's relating on uh, on a certain member um, in the Gemara, a certain member Chazal about knowing how to go into Pardes and come back, uh, knowing how to have a certain perception and ultimately come back out safely. But over here, we're saying that Ashrei, a person is Zaka, whoever it comes and goes. What does it mean? A person who's having an aliyah has to know how to not have gaiva, never settle, go ever higher, do tshuva ala tshuva, be going, uh, having this iris and yet not, not sitting on his laurels and going closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And on the other hand, sometimes a person can be on the downside and he'll get depressed. A person has to understand how to never, how to never get depressed and ha- uh, never, how to never despair and be able to have an avoda and a growth experience on the downside also. In a different context, Rav Desler, I believe, says that a person should always have two 
goals, right? Let's say I want to do So I should have my shoot for goal. I'll do Chumash and Rashi every week. And uh, the, 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 the settle for, the, the, the lighter goal is, is when I'm having that, 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 that difficult time. I'm not going to make it. So I'm not going to make it one week. The whole project will be out the garbage. I'll have Chumash Unklus. So that that way, let's say on the week when I'm having a difficult time, I'm not making it. So the project's not out the garbage because I at least stayed with the program. I just did it on the lower end of the bar. And every time a person takes themselves, they should have their Aliyah goals and their Yemei Yerida goals so that they can ultimately maintain consistency and growth in the lower level. Not just that they, you know, yesterday I got a 90 on the test and tomorrow I got a 60 on the test, but it was good for where I'm holding. A person has to know it's a different, how to adapt the Avoda itself. There's Avoda in days of Aliyah and there's Avodas in days of Yerida. V'zeh Bechinas and Esek Shemayim Shama'ata Pesachim Tehillim. When I go up to Shemayim, there you are. Bechinas Ayel, Bechinas Baki Veratzai. Veratzai, he knows how to relate to Yemei Aliyah. Vatziah, Sha'oil Hineka, when I go down to Sha'oil, Hineka, there you are also. There's Avoda in both. Bechinas Venafik, Bechinas Baki Veshayv. And now, the, the, this is, uh, okay, we'll speak out next time, but this is how it plugs into Chaydesh Elul. Anila Daidi, when I am to a Kaddish Baruch Hu Vidodi Li. Anila Daidi Zebachinas Ayel, Vidodi Li Zebachinas Nafik. Again, the ways of relating to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there are times I relate in one way and times I relate the other way. Vizesaid Kavanas Elul, the Vizah, Iker Kvaidai, and this is Ba'atsam, the Iker Kvaid Ha Kaddish Baruch Hu. We said that when, when, when there's, when there's uh, Keser and it, it ultimately there's Ratzon HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it ultimately flows all the way down to, to Malchus and we align ourselves with, with Ratzon HaShem this is Be'etz and Iker Gvayda HaKadosh Baruch Hu where there's no place that HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't not in the world but not in our Avoda every element of Avoda has its place not that we have to ignore it it didn't come from someplace else and we align ourselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu despite what's going on in life but we learn to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through what's going on in life through the Yimei Aliyah and through the Yimei the pasuk is talking about by Shabbos that you should honor Shabbos. The that you should honor Shabbos in that you don't do chayil. But we're going to do in pnimius vechibadtai the kavod the keser measoyis rachecha from going in your ways plural. Rachecha lashin rabim hainu ayel v'nafik. We are mechabed hakadosh baruch hu through the different ways. Sometimes to the right, sometimes to the left. Now now we we have a bucky. We are know how to engage avoda. In every way, azayu holich bedarchi atshuva v'zoyche lechvayd Hashem. You're going to be zoyche tekvayd elokim. That because you put down totally anything else, there's no, there's no, there's no kvod malachim. We said that, 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 and how do we get there? Like we said before, we'll just sum up as we do the last couple of words that a person engages kvod elokim through tshuva, and which tshuva is a bechina of keser, a bechina ekia, a bechina I have not yet earned my existence. And as a person does tshuva, it's a constant process. It starts off in a self-interested way, and then we, as we go grow, we say that it doesn't need to be self-interested. We tshuva on the first tshuva, and then even even when we're already totally going, in the, totally going in the right direction, we continue to do, do tshuva on our hasaga because yesterday's hasaga was like a gashmus. Today's hasaga, and as we are memait and we go through the tshuva process with hamtana and we go through the process, that's where we come to kfayd elokim, understanding that there is nothing else and we have avod in every element of life. Because we said that the keser aligns with kavayd and it's kfayd elokim and therefore the min of Hashem is, is, is open to be makabel, our tshuva through the derach, uh, we're going to explain the derach aliyah relates to one, uh, name of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kuf Samach Aleph with the Nekudos is 300. I'm just mentioning this because it's in the note, but not because we have to remember. And derach Yerida is Misakin, the shame sag of a Kaddish Baruch with the Nekudos was 100 and Pshuta, the word Pshuta is Gematria 400. And therefore, when we're able to take collectively the Avoda in every aspect of life and, and, and live quite like him in every area, then Imin Hashem is Pshuta. Shuta lekabel chuvaso in every way of zayid kavanas elul ani ledaidi vedaidi li that like we said in the zayar uh, that uh, where was it that zaka amanda ayel v'nafek a person is a bucky when he's coming and going in esak shemayim shemata v'atzia shol hineka that we uh, th- this is the journey that we are on.